0: Hi, you're listening to episode 58 of the Reading Cove Book Clubs podcast. If you're a book lover who may be interested in joining our online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com. For September 2015, we're discussing Swimming Lessons by Mary Alice Monroe. So, hi, I'm Melania in Florida. I'm Roberta in Georgia. And Roberta and I are two members of the Reading Cove here to discuss our September 2015 Cove pick, which is Swimming Lessons by Mary Alice Monroe. Our 178th Cove pick, chosen by Roberta Yay. in Georgia. So we're starting our discussion today. What'd you think?
1: Well, here it was my pick, but I was a little disappointed.
0: Oh.
1: Well, I read books by the same author, and I really enjoyed them and gave them much higher grades. Me too,
0: yeah.
1: And uh, so I was just sort of disappointed in this one that, um, I know that this is part of a series, but it's set up mainly as a standalone, mm-hmm. but I think the author had too many different storylines still of these people that are from the other books. and. And, and really, didn't she didn't need to go into as much, but she needed to give a little bit more background on them, so we knew who they were mm-hmm. and, and how they affected the uh, current people. And then the biggest thing I guess that bothered me is I, you know, I'm all for wildlife rescue and rehabilitation, and these people do a wonderful uh, job in these different places, South Carolina, other places. But it just seemed like there was too much. Stuff about turtles mm-hmm. and and not very much at all about these human relationships you just didn't feel like you knew as much about what was going on uh, with them right the human characters and and it's always good to learn some new things about um, animals or history mm-hmm. or whatever, but I just felt like I knew way too much about these these turtles and not enough about what was going on with
0: with the characters. Yes, which in my experience made it boring. Right. You know, I was disappointed in it because I felt like it read like an old-fashioned romance novel I might have read when I was 12. Right. Featuring, you know, sea turtles or, you know. The first half was very boring for me. I I struggled. I had to skim, <laughs> you know, and only because it was a pick did I stick it out. Otherwise, I would have chucked it. And... I wasn't interested in the sea turtles. I suppose people who are interested in that might find it more, much more interesting. Um, but this didn't do anything to develop an interest for me in sea turtles. Right. And I think that was where it failed me because I could have become more interested if it had been more interesting because she did try to do a parallel between the, the sea turtle, that toy, that's the other thing, we'll get to the names in a minute. Right. <laughs> that Toy found on the beach with her daughter and the recovery of this near dead turtle who was full of leeches and just disgustingly described. I was like, ugh. And, <laughs> <laughs> TMI. and I know, it was like, and then she kept repeating how the thing was covered in this, I was like, ew. So then she was parallel, drawing a parallel between Toy's journey and the journey of the turtle back to health and being released back into the sea. So right. I can appreciate that but it still did nothing to make me more interested in sea turtles and loggerheads or, or whatever. Right. But you do learn a lot about it, you know, from from the the story. I don't know, I felt the the writing and the plot felt really sophomore type of thing and the tension there was no tension really because I was never when when the little girl little lovey yeah. <laughs> was um kidnapped or not kidnapped but she was gone the father took her and then he couldn't bring her back because the the what's her name was in the hospital and couldn't meet him and so everybody thought yeah yeah yeah, thought that she was kidnapped so anyway when we didn't know that he wasn't trying to kidnap her I never really I still didn't feel any tension right I wasn't ever really worried that something was going to happen And I think that's what it missed.
1: If they wanted to use him like that, you could almost have been more suspenseful if Mm -hmm. it looked like he was going to, you know, kidnap her. But then something happened, you know, something needed to happen where he thought, no, no, I can't do this. And, you know, he dropped her off again.
0: Right. And that may have been too predictable. (laughs) Like if he if he really was, you know, oh, I'm going to take her, then we would have said it's too predictable. But so the fact that he didn't mean any harm and then, you know, some of his problems were exposed by it, by them calling okay. the police and, oh, he has this statutory rape thing right. out in California. So he's now acting out of fear by not bringing her back. Right. Um, that was that part was good. But I think it could have been handled better where we felt more feared about her well-being.
1: Right. That right. was
0: supposed to be the whole point. Right. Um, And then Toy happens to be off in the Caribbean or wherever she went. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. And um, not being able to get the phone call, you know, where the hell were you that (laughs) they couldn't get a message (laughs) to you that this was happening? You know, and then her relationship with Ethan, there was absolutely no spark there for me. I felt no chemistry or interest in their relationship. It was just like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the names were so cheesy and too on the nose. It's like what Toy, why is her name Toy? I know, I never understood that. And then Little Lovey and Miss Lovey and it's just too on the nose. Yeah. Like you're trying to be so cutesy and it's like, whatever. The comments from everyone else in the group, I don't know, has anybody said they've enjoyed it? Cheryl. Yeah. I think Cheryl said she was enjoying the sea turtle stuff. I'm not sure anyone else is. I think most of the comments were like boredom. Right. For the first half. Nicole said it got better in the second half, which I agree. It got a little more interesting. Yeah. Right. It did. It did pull you in a little bit more in the second last half of it.
1: But like I said, I, I expected it to be more like some of her earlier books. And I guess you shouldn't put certain expectations on things because hopefully most authors, each book's going to be a little bit Different. different.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mary Alice Monroe. You know, I recommend most is the one I recommend most is Sweetgrass. Right. Right. Um, I really enjoyed that book. And some of them have been hit or miss. We've read um, The Book Club. Right. Which I think was enjoy- well enjoyed. So she's more of a hit author I, for me, I think, than yeah. a miss. But sometimes when she goes off into these special interest based stories uh-huh. like this one's based around you know the, the sea turtles um i read another one by her that was based around birds right and i had the same issue i was bored i i don't feel like she finds a way to make it all that interesting to people who aren't already interested in that right. and it's well reviewed i must say oh yeah. When it was when you first picked it and i went and looked at the reviews and everything it's like over four stars on I amazon know. So, you know, there are enough people out there who enjoy it. Yeah. So that's yeah.
1: good. And I and mean, like she said, she has a lot of fans, I think, especially mm-hmm. people who like the uh, low country of South Carolina, because, you know, that's that's a really kind of a neat place. It has a lot of history and things people can relate to. Right. Well, like I said you can't. You know, you can't be a hundred percent sure just because the reviews, because people do have uh, conflicting visions of stuff. Because the a book that our member Cheryl um, picked for the bonus book this past time, um, Embers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best thing I read, but I enjoyed it. But it, I was looking um, on. Goodreads to see about what people thought, and the average the it averaged out to only like two point something. I thought, whoa, (laughs) there were some real haters in there. Wow. So you you know you just you never know, you know even if something is is uh, sells a good many copies, there's still going to be the people out there for one reason or another they they just you know don't care for it. Right, right. Yeah. The only other thing I was thinking about is I know toy didn't come from the world's greatest you know, home life or background, but she basically seemed like a very intelligent woman. That mm-hmm. you know, despite intelligent and less than
0: <laughs> her <laughs> well, mother her- was awful. Oh yeah, her we didn't talk about her, her mother. Terrible. Wow. Oh, you know, her mother's just
1: you know that's the kind of things people fear. It's like the she's even the regular mother, not like the evil stepmother, but just the evil mother. It's just mm-hmm. she was awful. But at the same time, that um, you think after. That toy had seen all this stuff and and uh, every all this had happened. I could see as somebody in that situation where they have a really bad home life. A lot of times they tend to go out there, you know, looking for love, and but it's in there all in all the wrong places. But they're just looking for someone to love them and be there with them. But it just seemed like dear Dar- even for her bad situation, that Daryl was just way below. Uh, toy you know in so many ways you know intellectually and other things he was just sort of a redneck who could sing a little bit
0: <laughs> just didn't have the drive to overcome the adverse or the, the the stumbling blocks that happened to everyone right he just saw everything as you know oh see nothing ever works out for me and wants to complain when right. he doesn't achieve instead of going after it again dust yourself up, keep going right he was that type of person
1: but again yeah, and i said he just uh you even wonder why did he come back to see toy and his daughter after all this time but i think it's just more like he was in a uh a down you know s- slide again financially and otherwise so maybe he just thought he could move in with them and have some support cuz well, he had
0: to get away from the california problem well,
1: yeah that, well it's that you know that bad thing too but just in general why mm-hmm. he came specifically to toy but i think it's also cuz he Used up all of his chances with his mother, you know it was as much yeah. she knew how he was too that she, she had was, enough of him, yeah, she <laughs> and everything so and, and um toy was so worried about losing custody of of little lovey, but I don't think any judge with you know who had a half a, a sense would give uh the daughter to him because no. he just has a really bad uh reputation, much less this thing about this statutory or you know possible statutory rape thing he just you know it's just not the kind of guy you want raising a a young sweet girl no and
0: toy was young herself right and just trying to was just learning basically how to be a mom right and how to be um confident and secure in herself as a woman right so and having just lost miss lovey right um it was a new period in her life and that's what I think was being illustrated with the turtle right that she she
1: had to let go of some things and and be able to be a little bit more independent find her own way and it seemed like she was and heal yeah and heal from
0: everything that had happened so Mm -hmm. and her mom i mean when she went to her mother and and it was all that was revealed like why they don't speak or why they don't have a good relationship i just thought that's you know That's a huge thing for a toy or anyone when when your mom is that person who would say you were asking for it, you you know, know. that you he was he was it wasn't his fault. It's your fault. And your daughter's missing because it's because of you. It's your own fault. And it's just like, oh, my God, she has to, you know, really overcome that that kind of um, attitude yeah and the fact that it's your mother so you cannot yep. have a relationship with that woman
1: no unless she
0: gets help and changes that you'll never right. be able to have a relationship with her
1: if toy's mom is ca- capable of really changing i think Toy's the one that's just gonna have to be you know as much as hurt let her go and then mm-hmm. go on with her her other her life. life
0: yeah
1: her life with ethan and with um kara and her husband right. people like that who Oh, and Flo, too. Mm-hmm. People that really and truly do uh, love her and care for her and, you know, help her out when she's in a pinch. Exactly. So you sometimes have to make your own little family like that because your, your quote, real one or your biological one is is not doing you any favors,
0: not doing you any good. But it's got to be very painful. Yeah, and I must say I did like um Kara yeah who was struggling to have a child of her own i did like how sh- she was very supportive and very faithful i guess yeah of toy to toy because when her brother was trying to force her to like say you could be making a lot more rent on this place
1: right
0: and then what you're making <laughs> and that'll benefit you and he was making a good point like you know how right. long are you going to have her here living almost you know from next to nothing yeah And um, she, you know, she refused to hear it or to to change anything. And I thought, I like that. I thought that, you know, that loyalty, that's the word I was looking for.
1: Yeah, loyalty.
0: Loyalty to Toy and, you know, as an extension of her mom and and what Toy meant to her mom. Right. um, I liked that. And, you know, that's exactly what Toy, someone like Toy who has, you know, who's now motherless. Right. That's exactly the kind of support she needed to get on her own two feet.
1: Right, right. To see that there are people there willing to help her, and just not, you know, think, well, sorry, can't help you. Got to take care of my own, you know, personal needs
0: here. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I li- I did like that part. So.
0: Yeah, and her problems, you know, with her fertility, that was sad, and that's why she loved Little Lovey so much. Right. And I was concerned there for a bit when she wasn't approving of Toy allowing Daryl back in the picture. Yeah. Daryl wasn't. And I th- kind of thought, oh no, I hope she's not going to like tell her she can't live there if she. Right. And I'm glad that she did that, just not did not happen. Like she no. didn't go in that direction.
1: <laughs> and you could see her feeling that way too. Yeah. Yes. Like you're saying, even though we're glad it didn't happen that way, you could see her feeling that way because pretty much that Daryl had just flown the coop. Yeah. So, you know, most some people would say, well, you just don't need to let him back in your life because he did. You know, nothing to help you before. And the way it looked, I don't think she was going to be seeing any child support out of that man for any time in the near future, Mm -hmm. if ever. I think it was good for Lovey to see Daryl, because at least that way she, you know, he may not be the best, but at least she saw, this is my father, and this is what happened, and just you know, wouldn't, um, mess her up down the road thinking, well, you know, where's my father? Why didn't he ever come to see me? And well, he was in
0: California, you know? <laughs> no, I agreed with toy. I actually did agree with the, what she did yeah. saying that I, I don't I'm not going to stop him from getting to know his daughter. Right. I want her to know her father that she does have a father and here he is. And her breaking up with Evan or Ethan, Yeah, that kind of I understood that she felt that's what she needed to do because she obviously still had unfinished business. Right. uh, With Daryl, like in terms of her emotions, like, did she still love him? You know, Um, clearly she still knew he wasn't somebody that she should be hitching her post to.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: But she still had some unresolved feelings. And so she pushed off uh, you know Ethan and I was just like <laughs> okay, I get that. I guess I understand why she would feel that
1: Oh yeah. She can't
0: <laughs> deal with both of it, at, you know, both of them at the same time right now.
1: Yeah, that she just had to, you know, kind of take a step back mm-hmm. so she could get everything resolved in her her own, you know, mind and and uh, how she felt because otherwise she'd always probably be really torn and and not
0: sure if she'd made the right decision. And then Ethan at the end took a real chance at, you know, just kind of inserting himself and saying, I'm not letting you push me away. Right. Because she tried to do it again, you know, and he was like, okay, I'm not having it. (laughs) That can can be a really good thing, like it ended up being in this book, or it can be a really bad thing.
1: Yeah, that could that could have gone either way. Exactly. But then you know, you see, he really is a, a man of, of who cares and mm-hmm. has integrity, and you know, when he says he's going to do something, he'll do he does it. it. Right. You know, he he's more in touch with everyday reality, so you you have to like that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. To accept a child uh, from someone else's previous marriage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course she sa- sounded like she was just a- absolutely charming. Adorable, yeah. Yeah, adorable. So it would be kinda of hard not to uh be charmed by her. It wasn't like she was some of these little bratty kids you think <laughs> oh exactly. no what if I got myself into right
0: yeah so that's our discussion of sweet misfortune by Kevin Allen Milne. Thanks for tuning in and come back again next time. We'll be discussing The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.